SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap on a Tuesday evening. Thank you very much for joining us and thanks to, to the MoneyWeb team. They're back on your radio tomorrow. Let's uh, take a look at some of the stories making sports headlines. Before we do that, though, coming up on tonight's show, we'll chat to the winning coach of the Bizarre Highfelt Lions, Jeffrey Tiana, following their victory in the Momentum One Day Cup over the Cape Cobras on Sunday. We'll also look back at the past weekend's Super Rugby action and uh, look ahead to this weekend's Davis Cup action that's taking place at the Irene Country Club. Football news we start with now, University of... Uh, oh, let me actually get uh, the correct bulletin. That was last week's... I can tell you there is football to look forward to tonight. Two fixtures in all. Uh, Mamelodi Sundowns travel across town to the Lucas Moripe Stadium to play Twani rival Super Sport United. United head coach uh, or head into the derby on a high after impressive 4-2 win against Stromo Cosmos at Olin Park this past weekend. Sundowns currently top of the log on 49 points after 21 matches. They've lost only two this season. While Matatanta 10th, uh, they're on 27. They've lost eight. Stuart Baxter says he's looking forward to his first Twine Derby as United's head coach. I've played in lots of derbies, so I know what derbies mean to the supporters, and uh, and it's as much about bragging rights as about uh, the points in the table. Uh, so I know what I know what uh, what it means to to get revved up for a derby and all the all the special things that go with it. The fact that this is Pizzo and Pizzo's at Sundowns and and probably Sundowns have become one of the premier teams in this country and they have a big reputation and a great record going into this game. Supersports United captain Dean Furman says the weekend's win has put the team in the right frame of mind heading into tonight's clash. Obviously uh, winning and, and performing well definitely uh, breeds confidence, it, it improves the spirit but um, the coach has definitely come in and still his ideas very early on and uh, the boys have been very receptive to that. Um, uh, we're very excited to, to see where this team can go to. One of the things the former Kaiser Chiefs coach uh, would like to do tonight is make sure that the team firms up their defence, particularly after they conceded those two goals during their victory against Cosmos. I think, I think all season, all season long, the Supersport have been leaking goals. Uh, certainly since I came, the, the goals that we have conceded have been very, very stoppable. It's not been that people have created lots of chances, even the two goals now we're leading 4-0 at Cosmos and, and the two goals are disastrous goals really uh, what you know is if you, if you don't defend well against uh, Sundowns then they will punish you in the evening's other action, Ajax Cape Town welcome Chip United to the Athlone Stadium. Good news for Orlando Pirates midfielder Fiso Mieni's return to full training. That following a two-week layoff because of an elbow injury. Internationally, Gareth Bale's return to Real Madrid after being ruled out with a calf strain since January. Arsenal boss Arsene Wenger's confirmed that Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is going to be sidelined for up to eight weeks. He's picked up a knee injury. Other action to look forward to in England tonight, the pick of the fixtures. Chelsea away to Norwich City. Leicester City welcome West Brom Albion and the mighty Aston Villa fighting uh, to stay up. They host Everton at Villa Park. In cricket news, Proteus spinner Aaron Pangiso's bowling action has been declared illegal and he will not be considered for the Proteus' first two T20 internationals against Australia. Pangiso will work with spin bowling coach Claude Henderson to determine his availability for the third and participation at the World T20. Pangiso's action was reported during the Bizarre Highfelt Lions uh, Momentum One Day Cup eliminator victory last week.
In the Asia Cup today, India won the toss and elected to bowl against Sri Lanka. The Lankans posted 138 for 9 in their 20. In reply, India 97 for 3 after 14.2. They need another 42 runs of 34 balls with 7 wickets remaining. Bad news for Bangladesh. Their fast bowler, Mustafiz Rahman, has been ruled out of the remainder of the Asia Cup. He's picked up a side strain. In IPL news, South Africa's Paddy Upton has been appointed as the head coach of the Delhi Daredevils. And English County Surrey have signed SA under 19 fast bowler Conor McCurr on a three-year contract. Super Rugby News, Western Province Rugby CEO Rob Wagner has announced his retirement uh, with immediate effect that after 25 years at the Union. Super Rugby, the Highlanders will be without uh, Waisaki Naholo, who's fractured his leg, and Fumiaki Tanaka, who has a car strain for this week's clash against the Hurricanes. Manu Tuilagi and Dave Evers have been added to England's training squad for the IRB Six Nations clash against Wales. That takes place on the 12th of March at Twickenham. Other Rugby News, the board of F&B Varsity Cup announced today that they've extended the postponement of all Varsity Cup rugby fixtures. The board will meet next week to review and monitor the developments at various universities before any matches resume. In athletics news, former 1500 world champion, Ethiopian-born Swedes, Beba Aregawi, has been provisionally suspended that after she tested positive for a banned substance. She won gold at the 2013 World Championships in Moscow, as well as the 2014 World Indoor Championships, and uh, has requested that her B sample be tested. Finally, on to Formula One news, world champions Mercedes sent out another signal of their continued dominance to the rest of the Formula One paddock today. Nico Rosberg was the fastest on the first morning of pre- our second pre-season testing in Barcelona today. Ferrari's Kimi Raikkonen was second, but nearly two seconds behind Rosberg. McLaren Honda recovered from reliability problems at last week's test with Fernando Alonso, third fastest, a further two seconds back. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Well, this past Sunday saw the final of the Momentum One Day Cup. It was down at Newlands uh, in Cape Town, a spectacular day. Uh, Cape Town really laid it on, and uh, it was. The Bizarre Highfelt Lions uh, away to the Cape Cobras. The Cobras, who had been fantastic uh, all season, hosting that final, and uh, I have to say, probably favourites going into it. But the Bizarre Highfelt Lions, uh, a well-played eliminator to see them through. We chatted to both coaches last week, and we chat now to the victorious coach. Uh, It was the Lions who won it by eight wickets and I think the word to describe it would probably be clinical. Jeffrey Tiana joins us now. Jeffrey, first of all, congratulations uh, on the victory. You must be over the moon. Hi, Fred. Yes, afternoon and afternoon to the listeners. Yes, we are very, very happy. I mean, it has been a tough season for us and come through, you know, like and go to Cape Town, you know, like against a powerful Cobra team. It played so well. I mean, it was really, really pleasing. Um, yes, I think it's a squad trophy to the NSVT because I think we played about 21, 22 players. So, it's, so everyone we've brought up, you know, came through for us and played nicely for us. So very, very excited for the boys, you know, that kind of our fans as well. You, you talk about a squad effort, and, and I think that probably shows in the bowling. And, and you look at who took the wickets. Uh, I mean, it was shared across the board. Everyone got in on the action, and, and that bowling performance really set it up for, for the batters. Yes, it did. I mean, I thought the toss was crucial there because it is quite uh, better to bowl first, you know, in Cape Town, in a day game. Yes, I thought all the bowlers bowled nicely. It, it starts, you know, you know, into like our discipline. And the guy like Tommy Matigua for me, you know, like he's the unsung hero, you know, like of our attack. You know, like he's a good guy, like who comes to training early, you know, like he does his work. 
and, and I was quite pleased for him to just to get like those three wickets. And uh, you know, but, um, I, with, with all the drama that has been happening around him as well, you know, that he came and delivered for us. And all the bowlers as a collective, very very pleased for them. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Pumi and, and Aaron as well. Both of them fantastic performances. But let's let's talk about the batting performance and and that knock by Stephen Cook uh, to 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 sort of really carry his bat through to victory. That just sums up his his season, doesn't it? Yes, I mean, Cookie, like an you know, has done very well, you know, in terms of the bat. And I thought that one fifty nine. So you know, I did feel a, a touch, you know, like earlier on, like in our case. But we spoke in the changing and, and spoke about the, 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 the like, first 10 overs, which are going to be crucial. And how Stephen played, I mean, you know, he's a superstar, for, he's a leader for us. I was very, very, very happy for him. He controlled our chase quite nicely there. Jeffrey, for you, on a, on a personal note, winning winning a trophy like this, it, it it must mean a lot to you. You've been through a lot in your career as well, but you've you've been at the Lions for many years now, and uh, the, the hard work that you've put in is is bearing fruit. Yes, it is. I mean, you know, all credit as well that you know, to all like my my coaching staff. You know, it has been a tough couple of years for us, and then we we start you know like into our game. You know, and we kept working hard, and we kept pushing the guys. And if you ever look at us as well, you know, like I think the key was um, in this competition was the, the like depth, because uh, of the all the injuries we had, you know, and the protein call up as well. They, they didn't help that much, but all the answers we got we worked with, you know, like in the winter, guys like Matt McIlvery, Kamini Rue, and the guys like Nono Pongolo, you know, like at has come through for us, so we're very, very happy to go. And yes, I'm just hoping that we can go from strength to strength. Jeffrey, you also mentioned the drama off the field with Aaron Pungi, so I want to ask you about that in just a moment as well. But there has been a lot of drama off the pitch for the Bazaar Highfelt Lions this season. If you think of of the match fixing uh, around the, the Gulen uh, Bodhi saga, th- this victory must, uh, as hard as it's been for for the entire sort of franchise this season, th- this victory must really sort of put a put a cherry on top of her. what's been a challenging season off the field for you. Yes, it has been challenging, but our biggest talk in the change room to play, you know, and focus, you know, you know, like um, um, the cricket. Yes, I mean, the times when people talk, like, when they talk about it, you know, like in the change room, but myself and Stephen Cook, I mean, like, like we are quite firm on them. It's just trying to see if you get them, like they're too concentrated, you know, in the game. And uh, yes, I mean, all credit to like all those 21, 22 players, you know, who really, really come through for us and made us proud. Jeffrey, let's let's chat quickly about Aaron Pangiso. To today, his action was deemed to be illegal. He's not going to be available for selection for the first two T20s against Australia coming up this weekend. He's going to be working with Claude Eckstein to try and sort those issues out. Is is this some? I mean, it's difficult to to pinpoint. I mean. For you as a coach, I mean, is there anything you could have done? I mean, he was called, so or, or the action was reported in that eliminator just uh, last week. Is there anything you as a coach could do to to sort of prevent something like this happening? I think the biggest thing for me is I don't coach, you know, support that in because to me, like, like if you look at it, I think the biggest thing for me, you know, is the timing around it because he's 32 years old now, you know, like he's played international cricket. He's never been caught, you know. And 
seated in the second round. So, Jeffrey, are you, are you with us? We seem to be losing you for, for a second yes, there. Sorry. sorry, you were saying yes, he's, he's 32 years old, he's played international cricket? Yes, and he's never been called, I mean, you know, in all his career. But, you know, he's a tough character, Kanji. I know that they come back from this. It's a process now that, that we, we just have to follow. And hopefully, Kanji will, you know, he will be looking on the plane to, like, India for that seat with the World Cup. We'll be following that story closely. Jeffrey Tiana, thank you so much for joining us uh, once again here on SAFM Sports Wrap. Congratulations again. It was a, a superb season and, and a well-played final. I think uh, the Lions really dominated and it was well-deserved in the end. So, uh, yeah, we look forward to catching up again soon and, and best of luck on your future endeavours. Thanks, Thanks for the comment. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader, and we've got some Davis Cup tennis to look forward to this coming weekend. And uh, the Davis Cup team uh, will be taking on, uh, or they'll be playing in Irene this weekend uh, in their Davis Cup by BNP Paribas Europe Africa Group 2 tie against Luxembourg. It all gets underway on Friday. Marcus Andruska, the team captain, announced the team earlier on in February, and we're joined by one of those members, Lloyd Harris. Lloyd, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap. Thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Lloyd, you, you're still fairly young. Uh, I mean, you've just turned 19, I do believe, last week. Uh, congratulations on that. Uh, it must be incredible to, to be representing your, your country at, uh, at Davis Cup. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Uh, it's definitely amazing um, since it being my first time, especially. Let's talk about the experience of Davis Cup. It's one thing playing tennis, and, and yes, there, there is a, a sort of team aspect to it if you, if you are playing quite a bit of doubles, but Davis Cup, the, the, the dynamics are very, very different. It's, uh, it must be a nice change. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all year round we're playing individually, you know, just your team and playing, competing even against players in your team maybe. And, uh, yeah, in Davis Cup, we all get together, we have a lot of fun, we practice together, good spirit, uh, support each other, and, yeah, no, it's just a great week for everyone, and it's, uh, it's a week we all enjoy, but take very seriously at the same time. So a couple of guys in the team who, who do have some experience, like of Tucker Foster, Ruan uh, who who've played a, a couple of, of rubbers before, uh, it, it must be a great sort of learning opportunity for you to, to be around guys like that. Oh, no, for sure. Um, I've known them for like two years or so. Now. I've been part of the training team with them, and uh, I've learned a lot from them uh, in the past past few ties, and uh, hopefully that can help me in this tie when I play. As far as the rankings go, South Africa currently ranked 56, Luxembourg 58th on the, the Davis Cup World Ranking. So so pretty even, Stevens. I mean, how much do we know about uh, about Luxembourg, Lou? Yeah, no, definitely very even. Um, we do not have a lot of information about their players. Um, most of us haven't see, haven't been around the same tournaments as where those guys have. Uh, I think they have a few young guys, but uh, I think it's just important to, that we focus on our strengths and uh, you know deal with it as it comes. Coming from a, a, an elite tennis player, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, would you rather know everything about your opponent, or is it uh, is it quite nice going into one where you need to figure them out on the court? What do you prefer? Uh, no, definitely, it's nice to know know a bit about the players. But if you don't know about them, um, probably it's it's also a good thing because there must be a reason um, that, that there's not much out out there about them. 
Davis Cup brings out the best in, in spectators too, and it, it's nice to have it on South African soil. Irene's been one of those venues that has got quite a bit of support uh, from South Africa. You're going to be experiencing that for the for the first time this weekend. What, what are you looking forward to most, Louis? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, they've hosted the last two or three times. Um, it's been a, they've drawn a lot of crowd, a big crowd in the past, and uh, I really look forward to playing in front of the home crowd. I think it's much better then obviously traveling and playing in front of other home crowd. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. The facilities are great, the locker rooms, everything is up up there. So I'm really looking forward to it, yeah. You mentioned the facilities, and that's something I wanted to ask you. Obviously, being hosts of this rubber, we get to choose the the, the surface that we play on and where we play this tie. The the, the surface at, at Irene, is it is it different to what you're used to, or how's it playing at the moment? Yeah, no, the courts are fairly new, obviously, so uh, the courts are not incredibly fast, but uh, being played at high altitude, it makes it makes it really fast, um, the thin air, you know, the balls are traveling through air, so it's a lot about who gets that first strike, that big serve, um, and I think that really uh, is something that we can use to our advantage, because um, I don't think the other players really play in high altitude that often. For you, I mean, you're based in Seapoint in Cape Town most of the time. Is is that a factor for you? Have you been able to acclimatise to that altitude? Yeah, I, I mean, I have played in high altitude uh, quite quite a few times before. You know, I've, especially in the juniors, playing around South Africa, and so and a few times a year I've been been in Joburg. So yeah, I've, I've been perfectly fine at acclimatising there. Talk to me about Marcus Andruska. He's uh, he's a wily character. He, he played at the top level for a long, long time as well. It's great to have him back involved in South African tennis, and uh, uh, it, it must be great to be able to spend uh, time with with someone like him. Yeah, no. Um, the last few days where I was obviously my first days where I've met him, and and it's been really great so far. Marcus is a great guy. Um, he's been very supportive of us, helped us a lot on the court, keeping the spirit up. We've had a good. We've had our good fun as well, and I mean, it's great getting advice from a player that has done it in the past, you know, have represented the country, played big rubbers for us, um, so I think coming coming from a person like that, it's it's incredibly huge uh, for us to have someone like Marcus lead us. Lloyd, let's let's just uh, aside from the Davis Cup, talk talk about you and, and your career. Tennis has been a part of your life for for a long, long time. You've been playing since you were were, were pretty much able to walk. Uh, what, what's the goal, personally? Where, where do you see yourself going with with the game of tennis? Yeah, I know um, my career has consisted of a, a long period of time, um, juniors and now professional. Um, I mean, it is my it is my choice of it's my work it's my business so i i hope i can make a a really good career for myself and um, maybe i don't want to speak specific ranking maybe top 50 top 100 player getting a good earning you know that's that's definitely the goal to make it my, my my career growing up who did you sort of idolize who, who did you want to be like when you were bigger oh uh, no for sure roger it must be roger federer um i've always followed him you know I really like his game on and off the court. He's amazing, you know. Um, he's just a good, he's just a good person. Is that because he's half South African? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, I've had the privilege of meeting him before, and uh, no, I, I really enjoy his character and the way he's on the court. Practice, he's really calm, very relaxed, and you know, just just fun. Yeah. 
Lloyd, best of luck for this coming weekend. Enjoy the experience. I'm sure you're going to. And uh, if you are in RE and you want to go and uh, watch some Davis Cup tennis, get down there. Tickets are available right now. Let's give the South African team all the support they deserve. Best of luck, Lloyd. Please pass in our best to the rest of the team as well, and we'll be following your progress very closely. Yeah, thank you very much. I will do that. You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Great chat with Jeffrey Chiana. The apologies uh, about the line quality, but uh, the first weekend of Super Rugby is done and dusted. It's the new look format for 2015 and some interesting results. We're joined now by rugby journalist Yuan Ferreira. Yuan, welcome on to SAFM Sports Rep. Nice to chat again. Yeah, thank you very much. And what an exciting first weekend of Super Rugby. There's certainly some surprises, as you alluded to, and uh, also some good quality rugby. Yeah, and they not the best of games. I, I really thought that the Force and Rebels game was very disappointing. The standard of that match, especially the ball handling skills, was really atrocious. And I don't, people will argue and say, yeah, it's the start of the season. But these are professional players. I, I, I don't expect anything from those two teams this year. Yeah, Johan, I agree with you more. You said it was an exciting weekend. That was the game I was going to point out. I mean, I watched half of it, and it was absolutely rubbish. And, and uh, yeah, it was it was actually shocking for the first game for a professional, uh, for two professional teams. But let's let's look at the the first game of the weekend, the, the Blues against the Highlanders. What a, what a start to Super Rugby 2015, 33-31, the margin of victory, just two points in it for the Blues. But uh, I would have picked the Highlanders to win that one. Oh, most definitely. I, I, I certainly went for it, and uh, those of you who play Super Blue, what a bad start. I'm sure that the majority would have, would have gone the other way. But credit to the Blues. I mean, they, if you think back a couple of years, they were one of the form teams out of New Zealand, and then they took a, a, a real dip. And one thought that the Islanders would build on their success last year, and at times they certainly looked like the quality outfit that earned them the Super Rugby uh, rights and, and title. But uh, it also showed that we are in for a great season. And I was quite happy with the result in hindsight just to set up the, comp- the competition beautifully. And, and that's, so for me, that set the trend for what was to follow. And, and we'll talk about the, the rest of the highs and the lows, but, but that certainly got us going. Unfortunately, uh, some, yeah, two, two reasons to be concerned if you're Islanders fan, because they also lost two of their players. Wasaki Naolo is out for a couple of weeks. Um, he fractured his leg, so there's a, a big blow for them. And also the scrum off is out for four to four to six weeks. So there's uh, already a, a big injury concern within that camp. Yeah, there's, there's so much rugby to talk about, and uh, unfortunately we can't. I'd love to get into all the games, but I think one of my biggest surprises was the Brumbies beating the Hurricanes 52-10. But then let's take a look at the South African teams. The Cheetahs narrowly, narrowly losing to to the new outfit in in Super Rugby for 2015, the Jaguars, and not not. Uh, it was close, but I think I think the Jaguars are going to be uh, dark horse for this season. It's pretty much the national side in different jerseys with a, with a couple of additions. I think they're going to be a team to watch. Most definitely. And one word comes to mind, and that is experience. And you can't buy experience. Uh, I mean, the Cheetahs certainly had their chances. At one stage, they, they were playing against a team without a 9 and a 10, both in the Sinbin for professional fouls. And you thought that this is going to open the door in a big way for Frank Smith and his charges, and they certainly took advantage of it. But when those two returned, the Jaguars switched on immediately, and they, they, they clawed their way back into that contest. And I think they are going to be a very difficult team to beat. I would love to see how they're going to go up against the Sharks. It's a long competition. And I also think that the Cheetahs would look back at this one and say, you know what, we really let it slip. We had an opportunity to close out a massive win in the context of who we were playing, 
and set it up for us as a franchise and for the people to come and support us. And I think Funker Smith would probably say yes, proud of the guys for the performance, but from a position of strength, they should have done better. There were a few away wins as well, the Lions being one, uh, their first uh, performance in, in Japan against the Sunwolves, 26-13 there. The Chiefs beating the Crusaders at home, which was, uh, for me, quite a surprise, although the Crusaders took a hammering in, in pre-season. The Waratahs looked good against the Reds, 30-10, margin of victory there, and we've mentioned the Force and Rebels, the Rebels uh, winning. But let's talk about the two South African derbies, Johan, the Sharks uh, at the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium against the Kings. That result was pretty much expected. I think the Kings are in for a long season. I said it, I think I said it that uh, when we first chatted about the Kings, I said to you on air that I would be surprised if they win a game. And at times they, they looked solid and they looked like they would be competitive for the majority of the first half. And then they fell away. And one can, one can expect that without, uh, with, without being too negative and too critical. It's going to be a very tough year for the Kings. We have to call it uh, what it is. And uh, the Sharks took advantage in the second half. I, I think there some there was there were some really positive signs from the Sharks. I really like these the Priya twins. They to me are the future of rugby in South Africa. I think they're going to go very far. Uh, Robert showed it in that Stormers jersey as well. Uh, watch out for the Depriyas, all three of them in different jerseys. Um, but there's a lot to get excited about uh, with, with regards to Sharks rugby. But one could also argue that they probably probably played the easiest game of the season. So I think their true test is lined up for them this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you mentioned Dupree. That's probably the surname of the weekend as far as South African rugby goes because uh, the other brother, as you mentioned, in the Storm has put in a great performance uh, in uh, the fly-half jersey. That result, I thought, would have been a lot closer. It was a great game of rugby. The Stormers were, were very good value, and I think they've put a marker down. They're also a team to watch this season. Yeah, definitely. I, I like... I like the new um, the, the approach with regards to the mall. You can get a powerful mall, but I like the quick transfer to the back and the hooker suddenly uh, becoming a, a key element of, of Super Rugby, and we saw it over the weekend, uh, everyone introducing their respective malls. I like what they do up front. The Stormers, they've also got a nice attack, uh, balanced with a very, very solid defense. They have some seasoned campaigners in that back line, uh, most notably Jean de Jong, great to see Skull Berger, just once again show the world that he is uh, one to be reckoned with. They've got Eben Etzebet, who I thought had a, had a great game. They've got a good front row, solid front row. I expected a bit more from the Bulls. Uh, it was always going to be a, a pretty tough start to uh, a north-south derby. They're also in a building phase. They, they, they're looking at a lot of youngsters in critical positions, and some of them certainly went well. And I think they will become better. I, I really, for Bulls supporters listening to this, I really think just stick by your team. There's going to be good things coming out of Pretoria. But I think for now, the Stormers, in my mind, uh, have, have emerged as South Africa's favourite team based on round number one. Johan, we, we spoke about it briefly uh, a few weeks ago. Have you managed to figure out the format of this thing yet? <laughs> it gets interesting by the week. I have to say, I, I was one of those who criticised the idea of a bonus point awarded for three tries or more. I, I looked at it from a, from a neutral perspective. I still don't like it 100%, but I can see the reasoning behind it. The way uh, teams defend it, the way teams started to approach uh, or, or try to score tries in a positive manner to prevent the other team from walking away with a try-scoring bonus point. And we did not see as many as what I thought we would see, but it certainly gives the, the, the losing team an opportunity to deny or spoil the party somewhat if they play positive and attacking rugby. So I can see there's method to the madness. 
Uh, with regards to the conferences, that's a debate that will carry on for years if it's uh, unfair or fair. For now, we have to deal with it. But I think we are in for a fairly good season. I think there's, there's some good things to talk about. You mentioned a couple of the results. I, for one, was not that surprised with the Brumbies. I, I think that they are a very solid unit. Uh, and the Lions, to me, they started poorly. They, they were too eager. They uh, tried to rush the pass at the, uh, just in the tackle, tried to get rid of it too quickly instead of setting up phases. I think that scoreboard flatters the Sunwolves team. I think the Lions would have been uh, were better value than what that scoreboard showed. And Alton Yankees was not on song. The first kick he missed from straight in front um, was was a bit of a, a downer to get us going. But I think the Lions were also with their attacking mindset. I think they're going to also be a team to watch. They've got a tough one in New Zealand this week as well. But uh, for me, I'm, I'm excited about what, what we've seen after round one. Looking forward to week two this coming weekend, and we'll preview all that action on Friday with Craig Ray. Johan Ferrer, thank you so much uh, for that chat. Uh, enjoy this weekend as well, and we look forward to, to catching up again soon. Let's hope your Super Brew predictions improve. No, I didn't do too badly. I uh, only too wrong, but uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it, and uh, always, nice, always nice chatting to you, and hopefully we can do it more. Insuring one of the top 100 companies listed on the JSE is quite a nice feather to have in one's cap. You can be prouder still if you insure five, and those who insure ten have a lot to celebrate. At Suntum, we insure 86, which proves that we know a thing or two about protecting the successful businesses of others. Speak to your broker about how we can protect your business, or visit suntum.co.za. Suntum, insurance good and proper, an authorized financial services provider. Take a look at your hands. They're not just hands. They're communicators. They're always sending and receiving, always tapping, texting, typing, talking, striving, high-fiving, grabbing someone's hand, grabbing opportunities, grabbing life. Every day, your hands send a signal to the world about who you are right now, about who you want to be tomorrow. That's why this year, I'm using my hands to register and vote in the municipal elections, because my tomorrow is in my hands. Register at your voting station on 5 and 6 March from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Visit elections.org.za or dial star 120 star IEC hash. That's star 120 star 432 hash to find your voting station. A message from the Electoral Commission ensuring free and fair elections. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I can tell you that that Asia Cup clash between India and Sri Lanka has concluded India winning that one by five wickets with four balls to spare. Thanks to 57 not out from Virat Kohli of 47 balls. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live, SAFM Sports Wrap, 6.30. Don't forget you can catch some more sport with Janet Witten tomorrow morning on AM Live. From myself and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, thank you so much for listening this evening. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop. Right now, though, it is time for your news. Cheers.